0: Here we are back at it for another episode of the H2B podcast, and you paid attention last week. We were wrapping up our analytics episode or our analytics series. We did a three-part series kind of breaking down why analytics matter and why you should be paying attention to them, which ones you should be paying attention to in regards to your podcast. And... Honestly, the same data could probably apply to your website or if you're, if you're doing video content and things like that as well. But we're doing something a little different this week because I told you in our first episode of the HTB podcast, it's going to uh, be informational and we're going to do some series on things and explain how podcasts work. But we're also going to kind of use it as a testing ground for one off podcasts or pilots and things like that. So uh, I've got my coworker Dave here with me today, and we decided we're going to try something a little different. We're, uh, I'm kind of an old soul myself. And I don't like the youths and uh felt like Dave's kind of a kindred spirit there. So we thought we'd come on and kind of talk about some generational gaps just or, in the world.
1: Or we could call this ask a grumpy old man a question.
0: Yeah, that works too. You know. But yeah, so uh generational gaps, it's uh I don't know, it's something
1: everybody deals with it. And it's always been with us.
0: Yeah, it's always been with us. And what interests me is how they're it's same, same but different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you go back far enough, though, you know, I'm sure that Socrates was complaining to his beer drinking buddies about this young upstart Plato. And Plato, mm-hmm. on the other hand, was complaining about this young upstart Aristotle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, there so was uh, what gets me is uh, the biggest generational gap I notice, and this may just be because I'm younger and technology really seemed to take off in the 90s, is the technological gap.
1: Very much so.
0: That I see is.
1: Well, I don't know. A lot. I actually, I know quite a few older generation people that have really embraced technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of older people that jumped on social media before I did. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's hard to say. Well, and what's interesting is I've noticed that my generational gap for my age is starting to. For that technological thing is starting to turn. I'm 34, mm. so there's starting to be things that I either just don't care about, I don't want to learn it, or I don't see a point in learning it.
1: Well, well, and something else too. And I, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like the older you get, the harder it is to learn something new unless you're really interested yeah.
0: in it. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and that that could be that could be part of it too.
0: Yeah, and it in my assessment of it, like when I like my dad, for example, he has a hard time with like computers and things like that. And he can do what he needs to email spreadsheets, yeah. all that. But if it gets into, I don't know, if I had to tell him how to reset the Wi-Fi router or something like that, I might as well be telling him how to hack into the Pentagon.
1: I, I have a friend who I'm not going to name any names, but he he owns a store and I periodically have to go by his shop. He is one generation older than I am. Mm-hmm. And I periodically have to go by his store to retrain him and how to forward an email. Yeah. Yeah. He can answer yeah. emails, but he doesn't know how to send emails. Yeah, yeah. Especially with an attachment.
0: When it almost like you said a second ago, it almost gets to a point of where it just the spaghetti won't stick to the wall. You can show him <laughs> a billion different times. Like this is Whoa. how you do this. I've made you notes on how to do that. And it just won't
1: the spaghetti doesn't have enough cheese in it. That's why it won't yeah. stick to the wall.
0: Yeah. One of those with me is this printer out here. I can't <laughs> figure out this printer. I can sit in here and wire up a whole podcast studio. But I can't figure out that printer. Well,
1: the printer's easy. The printer's (laughs) easy. You see, you just need to come ask me. I mean, and and that's just humans. We're all wired differently. I I can't do math. Me either. I make no secret of it. Yeah. Um, I have an amazing mind for trivia. I Mm -hmm. I was told by one of my friends that I'm a veritable cornucopia of useless information.
0: That's a great title to have. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Actually, one of my favorite, one of my claims to fame. Yeah. Little fame.
0: Yeah. No, that's a great title to have. It, uh Yeah. I'm terrible at math. I just can't. That's something, another generational gap thing with that, that I noticed is like, I remember I've never been good at math. It's just not in my wheelhouse of skills that I have. And I had a teacher when I was in high school, I was a junior or senior. I was like, this just isn't my skill. And she reamed me up one side and down the other. was like, don't you ever say you can't do nothing. You know, can't never could do nothing, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And even at the time, like I was 17 or 18, at the time, it still read as, like, okay, this lady's, I get, you know, she's trying to say, like, be confident in yourself. But on my side, I was like, no, this is, is me being confident because I know that I'm very good at other things. Hmm. So why am I going to double down on the thing I'm not good at when I'm better at other things? Yeah. And uh, so that sort of can't never could mentality, you know, that sort of thing is kind of a very dated mindset. That I've gotten a lot in my life, but Mm -hmm. it's like, and I'm not saying don't try, but I don't know, just be self-aware, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Yeah, concentrate on what you're good at. Yeah. But that's, uh, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to keep a working knowledge of things, but I prefer to find somebody who does know what they're doing and say, hey, take care of this for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, that's my, that's why I have someone else do my taxes. Yeah. but.
0: Yeah. I'll usually myself, I'll usually end up tinkering on something until I break it worse. I'll either yeah. fix it or I'll break it. And yeah. then I go to that other person.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't waste my time working on lawn mowers. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not worth, not worth my time. You know, yeah. 30, 20 years ago I would have, but not now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's odd. It, uh, like a big one, another big generational gap I notice is, uh, and this one, especially in the past couple of years, as we've gone through this virus and then, you know, worker shortages, and then now we've got crazy inflation going on and just this whole mentality of that I'm get people born around nineteen sixty is where mm-hmm. I usually get this. Well, you need to be out there and applying to jobs. I could get three jobs today okay go I want you to go see get get you three jobs a day you know
1: yeah but the jobs that they can get are probably not the jobs that they would want yeah yes there are jobs yeah. out there but are they are they the jobs that someone would necessarily want mm-hmm. that's uh, th- yeah think things things are not the same. As the, as they were, but yeah, you know, but but I, I think you know, going back to the whole thing about generations, and we, we talked about this last week. I think the the same thing holds true today as as has always held true. The biggest problem with the so called generation gap, and here I'm talking with my hands on a podcast, is um, lack of communication. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much communication. People say old folks and young folks. It's not that they're not talking. They're not talking to each other, and they're not listening to one another. They're talking at each other, mm-hmm. and they're not listening to one another. And that's always been the case, but the problem is with social media and with the the fact that smartphones are ubiquitous now, mm-hmm. it's everybody's got an amplifier now. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I think a lot of the uh, political dis- – I know we're not supposed to talk about politics, but I think a lot of the political discord that we're seeing in this country is because every – Funny that, you know, funny every crank Mm-hmm. In the world now has an audience and an amplifier, whereas it used to be, uh, you know, the harmless old guy down the road with the conspiracy theories that only three or four people paid any attention to him. Yeah. Now he's got an audience of hundreds, sometimes thousands, mm-hmm. and it's because of social media and mass communication and the internet in general. Which is, I'm not saying we should ban the internet, God forbid, because that is that's actually one of the greatest things mm-hmm. that happened in my lifetime, but. You, we need to learn how to filter out some of the crazies mm-hmm. because the crazies on all sides, not just a right-left thing, but a, a north-south and mm-hmm. east-west and, and rich people versus poor people, the crazies on all sides are driving the debate now. And the people yeah. in the middle, those of us who I like to think have common sense, either we don't want to listen to it, so we hit the mute button, mm-hmm. or we get drowned out in all the noise.
0: It's called the silent majority for a reason. And I find it does tend to be the common sense folk (laughs) that are the quietest. That's just like, ah, let's let them argue over there. And we're just going to go over here. But it just, it, yeah, it drives me crazy. And I agree with you a hundred percent, like Facebook, uh, particular, not even getting into politics, but just like the idea of politics. I wouldn't blame the internet, but yeah, social media, social media has sent more, us down social a, social
1: media more than the internet. But, yeah. But it, it, it was like that to a certain extent before social media came along because you had the, the, the bulletin boards and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and some of those forums still exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the old geezers like me still use those forums for certain things, um, just because there's so much uh, there's so much crap on social media, yeah. for lack of a better term. It-
0: yeah. when well, it's gotten on social media where if you're somebody that's producing content to put out there for people, and you're trying to communicate with people, you just have to pay to play at mm-hmm. this point. And if you're not paying, Facebook, whatever. To run your ad per month, it's not going to get seen. So that drives on hate and discourse, the, and the,
1: the trolls have multiplied yeah. by the millions with the advent of social media. You know, used to be you had a few trolls here and there mm-hmm. back in the day, and and now they're everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Something interesting I was thinking about a couple of months ago about the internet because I've been toiling around the internet since ever since my family had a like a family computer. So probably since about like 98, 99. And I remember around 2001 or two, there was like a big, I don't know, just stuff on the internet. It went from beyond, it went from beyond just like cool websites. You can look stuff up to where there's actually stuff to do yeah. on the internet with forums. And then there was some image hosting still couldn't host videos, but, uh, You had to there was like a barrier for entry, like a barrier of intelligence for entry, like you had to know how to get on the Internet and you had to know how to operate a computer and all that. But now that smartphones are ubiquitous, everybody can just get on there so the overall discourse on the internet has lost intelligence oh
1: yes very much (laughs) so well you know there was a there was there was sort of a golden age there for a little Mm -hmm. while when the internet where there were cool websites and you could go do things and and all the cranks and weirdos were on things like uh i'm not going to name names but the the precursors to social media yeah like uh well, never mind. Uh, you, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. The the services. Uh, yeah, I get the internet service that um, back in the day. I don't want to get sued, so I'm not. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I want name any names.
0: Yeah, it. Uh, like it just it blows my mind where we're at today, and it. I don't know if it. It seems to be a
1: uniquely American. Issue, but I don't see how it can be with the politics. I think it is because I think somebody's figured out, hey, we can use this to to drive public opinion or whatever. Mm -hmm. I know like social media is extremely popular overseas, but I I think I think they're using it for the way that that our grandparents are. It's like, hey, let's keep see what the Mm -hmm. grandkids are doing and to stay in touch with the family. I don't think it's as widespread overseas. I I don't. I'm not saying it's not going on, Mm -hmm. but I think there's more of it in the west in the Western countries. Than there is, uh, say, in India, or for instance, or somewhere yeah. like that. But, uh, well,
0: it makes me wonder in the other countries, because I mean, Facebook's an American company, but they offer their services in pretty much every worldwide. Yeah. If somebody, say, somebody is on Facebook, I don't know, I'm not going to name one in particular, but whatever, take your choice of popular conspiracy theory that's been Ooh, blown out I of have proportion. Lots of those. Some uh, I like a good conspiracy theory, I miss when they were fun. <laughs>
1: Oh, I still believe in them being fun. <laughs> and uh, we should do an episode on conspiracy. Theories. Oh, I would be down, I, man. We need to do yeah, that. I, I would be cu- down. I've got a couple of good ones I came up with.
0: Yeah, I would so be down for that. But yeah, it just, with it being an American company, I'm sure, like, know, let's say Thailand, it's probably pretty easy for stuff in Thai to slip under the radar at Facebook and not get flagged for stuff. Possibly. And so it makes me wonder if that reflects and makes like that sort of discourse worse or better in other countries i,
1: I don't know i know i know what like china has got very strict protocols yeah controlling speech on social media so i don't know how all that works i'm sure that i'm i'm sure that there are powers on both sides of the aisle that wish they could control mm-hmm. things here that mm-hmm. way but for the for the most part you know i i i i'm I'm pretty much indifferent to it now. I'm I've passed the point where that I really care what people mm-hmm. say on social media.
0: Yeah, and I'm 100 percent not on it anymore, and my life is better. <laughs> and uh,
1: I, I did I did see something interesting that Elon Musk had offered to, to buy Twitter. Yeah. today for 43 billion dollars. Yeah, wish I had that kind of pocket change. Yeah,
0: around. I wish I had the money. Go buy Facebook and shut it down. Like if I had the money to do that.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Twitter's about as bad. But I've never been a huge Twitter fan.
0: Me either. Yeah.
1: the The only time I ever found Twitter interesting, and again, I'm not going to go back in time and name names, but there was a court. There was a court case. Probably about 10 or 12 years ago mm. around here that that was interesting to me that I followed very closely. And a couple of the reporters from the local news stations were there in the courtroom while this was going on. And they were tweeting live mm. everything that was going on, which was pretty neat. And really and truly, that's the only time I've ever found Twitter useful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's just too much noise.
0: Yeah. Well, that's better than mine. I used it when it first came out, but it was like, hey, going to get a pizza. That was the most use it ever had for me. And yeah,
1: I have a Twitter account. I I put exactly one post on it in all the 10 or 12 years that I've had it. And that was, hey, James, bring me back some lunch when you come back. It was one of my coworkers from the time he had went somewhere. And that was my first and only tweet. Bring me some lunch when you come back. And
0: it's immortalized forever. It is
1: immortalized forever. And that's the billions and billions of messages out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the internet's an odd place and watching it grow and where it's going is odd. And back to our, our central subject, we were talking about generational gaps is that where the internet is going is going to be the largest generational gap we will see from my generation to the ones beneath me. When it starts going into the metaverse or VR and whatever, like whatever takes off there, even yeah. if it's not metaverse, like VR is going to be a thing.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: And it's just, I don't quite understand. I get wanting to play a game or something in VR for that immersion, but just hanging out in VR, I don't quite understand that.
1: I, I, I don't either. And you, you might have to edit this. I actually know. I actually <laughs> have a good idea of what that is. That is for uh, that's for teenage boys, yeah. With fantasies, that's yeah. What that's, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I could see yeah. that. That's
1: that's what's going to drive that. Yeah. I mean, well, oddly yeah.
0: enough, which I'll try and speak so I don't have to edit this. <laughs> that particular industry tends to drive technology.
1: Yes. I, yeah. I I, I, I remember. Years ago, I read an article about how that that industry was driving the the adoption of HD mm-hmm. technology with the uh, televisions. Yeah, um,
0: internet streaming. I can't remember the exact companies that ran to it, but YouTube essentially piggybacked off of algorithms and code from a adult streaming site. Uh, <laughs> the reason Blu-rays went out over HD DVD was. Some adult production company, like one of the bigger, bigger ones, like Hustler, or somebody ended up backing Blu-ray instead yeah. of HD DVD.
1: We, we have got off in the weeds with this.
0: VHS beat <laughs> out Betamax for the same reason. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. super interesting. It's we're a little in the weeds, but I don't think we're, we're very, lost. Yeah,
1: we're, <laughs> no, we're we're definitely lost in the weeds. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, uh, well, it's the rule of unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. You don't you you never know where something's going to take you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the same as technology adoption and where we wander in our conversation.
0: But, yeah, I think once mass VR takes off and it starts, I, I thoroughly don't understand the desire to, I don't know, if my buddy's like, hey, you want to hang out on Friday night and watch a movie and do that in VR? I don't. It's like, no, you come over to my place or I'll come to yours and we'll hang out in reality. Yeah. And talk, but I'm not going to hang out with your avatar. That's an, that's the elephant man or whoever,
1: like, yeah, I'm, I'm not that. It's just
0: so bizarre to
1: me. I can't, yeah, I can't wrap my head around that, but they're apparently, apparently that is sh- in a certain in certain demographics, yeah. that is a coming thing. And I mean, it, and just chalk that up to something else that we don't understand mm-hmm. about each other. And maybe maybe we could get somebody that's into that in here to talk to him and say, what mm-hmm. is the attraction yeah. of that? Because I'm, I'm with you. I don't see it.
0: One here's to play devil's advocate. Here is something I came across a YouTube video a couple months ago. And this may be a perk of VR that we don't understand, but it was two guys just talking. It was essentially a podcast, Mm. but it was basically like Ronald McDonald talking to a teddy bear or something (laughs) like visually. That's what you were seeing. Right. But they were having this big in-depth conversation and one of them was just, he was a podcaster and the other guy was an Mm ex-Marine that was talking about his tours in Iraq and he was talking about the gunpowder residue that's given him cancer and some things like that. And it was a conversation that I would have never heard anywhere else, but it was unfolding here watching Ronald McDonald tell this to a poo bear and... Mm -hmm. uh, it was a really deep, insightful conversation that I wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. So maybe VR does have that ability since people will have their avatars. Because he was like, I'm not allowed to talk about this. But since, since I just look like Ronald McDonald in digital space, nobody knows it's me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe it does enable some stuff like that that other people won't be privy to. But I still feel that's minuscule. Yeah. I'm- like,
1: I don't know. I I feel deep, meaningful conversations like that should be held, you know, should should have cigars and bourbon involved. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's just.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I can agree with that. Yeah. It's just uh, I don't know where it's going. I've I've sort of seen the writing on the wall, I feel. And I've gotten all the technology I want. Hmm. That's how I feel. I've got what I need. I don't need it to get any fancier. And I think that's this is like where I approach day one of being old, I think. <laughs> of like it started.
1: Well, I realized I had became, uh, I had joined the ranks of the old curmudgeons back probably about uh, when I was your age. Actually, <laughs> the when I'm out going somewhere and I see this younger girl and she's dressed very—I uh, don't really know how to say this without being offensive to someone—dressed uh, in such a way that ten years earlier I would have said, "Woohoo!" Yeah, yeah. And instead, I'm looking at her and going, like, that was my kid. I wouldn't let her have a house dress like that. That's when I knew that I had become an old guy. hmm That, and when, you know, you start buying Old Spice and, <laughs> and stuff like that. You know. uh,
0: yeah, I think I've always been old now. That's the well, only deodorant well, I've ever uh, worn. Old
1: well, Old Spice has become, has become uh, you know, the end thing now. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. it's kind of like the PBRs new. It's yeah. the end thing again. Now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, all the stuff your granddad did is now cool again. It, yeah, it's... Uh... Maybe that's a good thing.
0: It could be. Have you ever noticed that generational gaps kind of skip a generation? Yeah. Like I had more in common with my grandparents than I felt like I did with my parents in a lot of ways.
1: I can, I can see like that. like just the way they well, saw the
0: world and whatnot.
1: I, I'm I'm an odd bird anyway. I, I was a late child. Mm. My my dad my dad was actually World War II generation. My granddad was actually in the first World War. So. Wow. Most of my peers, most of my peers were, you know, their grandparents were First mm-hmm. World War. I mean, Second World War. And so, you know, I'm I'm like, I was already like in the people that raised me a generation older than all my peers. Yeah. So, to speak. so I've been an old guy since I was about 12 years old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. Uh... Man, World War I. Oh,
1: I had, wow. I had a great aunt, which she, I mean, she passed away when I was about nine years old, but she was born in 1890. And I remember having conversations with her where she would tell me how things were when she was uh, a child. Wow. Yeah. You know, in the, in the 1800s. Hmm. So That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like, I mean,
0: we've clearly got like history and I mean, even this building, I don't know this building we're in, how old this, this is. This building
1: was built in 1927. It was a Hardwick bank. I actually had postcards of it from when it was built, from back then.
0: That's crazy. My apartment building I live in is 1927. (laughs) Yeah, huh? Good buildings, though. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's those buildings you see, like in uh, photographs of like World War II France, Mm -hmm. where there's like a corner blown out, but somebody's playing a piano in it, and it's still completely structurally sound.
1: Yeah, yeah. This, (laughs) yeah, this building would be like that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's staying, but uh. Yeah. You want to wrap this up here? Sure thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to be doing some more of these uh, two cranks episodes periodically, you know, as we, as we turn on down the timeline of podcasts, but if you're looking to create your own podcast, hit us up at H2B creative. You can head on over to h 2 bcreativecom or H2B podcast and book some studio time. Or uh, just give us a call, ask some questions. You can come by, check out the studio, see what we got, see what we got going on, and let us help you make some cool stuff. And uh, I want to thank Dave for joining me today. No problem. And uh, yeah, if you've not liked, subscribed, all that good stuff, be sure you hit that subscribe button. It makes sure you get all of these episodes the first day they're available. Thanks. We'll see you guys next time. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you later. Adios.